undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills. It's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, couch potato sexual harassment, broken backs, finger cuts, and very special guest Paul Gilmartin. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good evening, you are listening to The Long Shot. With me today on The Long Shot, the bitter Buddha, Mr. Eddie Pepitone is here. Good morning! After I just said good evening. All right. Um, The light at the end of the tunnel, Miss Amber Kenny is here. Good midday. Great. I'm glad We're almost completely covered. And, of course, the human architectural structure located... At 23rd Street and 5th Avenue in New York City, Mr. Jamie Flatiron Building is here. Wow. <laughs> now I want to get right to Jamie's decline. Can we do that? I don't I was not aware of Jamie's decline. Nor was I. Let's, Eddie's let's... writing like a soap opera of Jamie's life in yeah. his brain. Well, no, it's that thing that Eddie loves to do where if he sees a chink in someone else's armor, he'll burrow into that <laughs> to make himself feel better about himself. So what what's going on with your judgment well, of Jamie? Well, you know, Jamie is the leader of a um, cult. organization slash cult <laughs> yes. called the Not Immaculata. Not anything wrong yes. with that. Some people grew up in such places. Right. That's true. <laughs> I didn't realize you considered hippies a cult. It was. A, no, it, it, I thought they're just it, people it, who wear tie-dye and eventually well, make you're money. Over, you're overgeneralizing. It was, also, it, it was a spiritual community. It was? So what? Amber's father a, just wrote a book that could come right out of the bookshelf of the Immaculata. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it. You should. Yeah, I want to get it too. It's so anyway, gratitude. Jamie's the head of the an organization that dedicates itself to good living. You make it sound like it's much more formal than it actually is. I like the sound of it like that. Jamie, <laughs> but it's not the, that. Like, like you're doing like a PowerPoint meetings. presentation about <laughs> this organization you've been investigating. Well, then we think then, the leader is Flom. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're saying that it kind of really doesn't exist, that it's a lark. And Jamie, oh, is, that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. For those of you who haven't been following, Jamie, can you explain the Immaculata? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Well, that's our show, folks. <laughs> but so, no, but Jamie. Explain why you feel like Well, Jamie's because I asked when he apart. came in today, I said, you know, have you been completely on the Immaculata, meaning healthy living? And Jamie said, no. And I think the leader in, of an organization like the Dalai Lama, you know, the Dalai Lama is the head of a spiritual That's a good uh, comparison, community. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I feel like you don't take it seriously. If be, you don't compare yourself to the that Dalai That might be on the SATs. <laughs> Jamie Flam is to the Dalai Lama. As, <laughs> as the Immaculata is to Buddhism. <laughs> or I don't know what he's in charge of. But. So anyway, I just think uh, the improv may be taking you down. The bar area is very intense there. There's a lot of schmoozing that goes on with being a manager, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Right? 
And I think Schmoo. I don't know if you can. Here's the. Here's what the that Buddhist was four sentences that never ended. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. All right. And I'm sorry. Some of them were questions. That <laughs> here's what I. Th- this is the when you, you go. There's a lot of. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Um, n- now my train of thought. You see, that's how I get rolling. See, you did it again. Now my train of thought. <laughs> see, that's how, you know, when you do that. You, right. But the classic uh, conflict between spirituality, spiritual living. The material world. And the material world mm-hmm. is that the material world has all these desires and cravings and fears and lusts. <laughs> and that it. I'm Bill Moyers. We're here with Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> And I, I think you're falling prey to that because you, you again, have been drinking. I like how you keep touching him on the shoulder while you're telling <laughs> well, him this. Well, I, I, I want to make if contact. You really want to impress on him. I just saw the movie Contact with Jodie Forster. And by the way, what a terrific little <laughs> flick. Topical. It's a tremendous bauble of, uh, of intrigue. I had a fight with my girlfriend at the time <laughs> Did because I hated that movie so much. I didn't and she like loved it either. It. I yep. didn't like it either. I did like her work in Silence of the Lambs. But look. Bring it. What is going on? She was great in Taxi Driver. <laughs> just she was stay, a little scamp at that point. I like Nell. Yes. I like Nell too, Mr. Chickapee. Swaying in a wind. Go ahead. What the hell is going on? I like how you go, go ahead, as if, what does that mean? I, I've challenged, I'm saying that Jamie. What was the question? I'm saying that <laughs> Jamie you. has fallen off his path of spiritual um, purity. Purity. <laughs> I would disagree. How come? Well, because you're not a good. But go ahead. Hash it out, guys. <laughs> your <laughs> didn't finish the sentence. Your Again, lifestyle, as you said, yes. is the flabbergastaroony, <laughs> right? As opposed to the. Well, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that later. But I think everybody is always on the path. Yes. The path goes where the path goes. Jamie's path is taking him. Exactly right. where he needs to go. Everything wow. in moderation, even moderation. <laughs> Boy, I, I feel like, like I feel like you guys. I feel like you guys are you know Yours saying wasn't. truths. I like that I can sit here and you guys can kind of work it out. On I your know, own. I know. I I want. Well, you. I just think it's funny that you find a way to just attack Jamie for no reason. About the Immaculata, the like you love Jamie the walked fact in the door. Yeah, you love the fact him. that he's not doing the Immaculata because, again, like I said before, it makes you feel better about yourself. Not that you're doing the Immaculata, but if someone else has set goals for themselves that they're not achieving, ha ha! Fuck you! You're not getting your goals. You know, it's right, like, that I'm sure is partly true. <laughs> I am sure of it. I like the self awareness. Is it Schadenfreude where you yes. where you take Enjoy I think it's other. sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get a dog with Schadenfreude on it. <laughs> Ow, that hurts. It's spicy. <laughs> no, but am, am I wrong? Am I doing a number on you for no reason? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's... <laughs> Next topic, please. Seriously, are you doing fine with the Immaculata? I'm being uh, serious. Well, I didn't I didn't go into last week saying I was gonna do a full on cleanse what are you doing you don't have to oh you always talk about cleanses can we not talk about cleanses because as de niro said in taxi driver are you talking to me (laughs) no one day there will be a great cleanse all right so let's let's not talk about cleanses so So in the meantime let's just forget about cleansing (laughs) 
Let's wait for the great one. So we could be surprised. <laughs> what is going on All right, with no. your right, Immaculata training? Let's, can I get an answer no, from him? No, no, because let's let him decide what he wants to talk about for his checking in segment. Go ahead, Jamie. So I've been working in the in an office setting. How is the Immaculata going? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm trying to live moderately right now. That, that's the whole name of this game, is trying to... Not drink every night, trying to not do these things. Boy, that's night. changed from the Immaculata, I know. But Immaculata is not something I can, at this point, want to live forever. Also, you were the one who said it was so boring to talk about the Immaculata every time, Eddie. And now you're the one who's like, why are we it's talking It's boring about- unless you can use it against someone. <laughs> right, right, right. If you can bludgeon someone with the Immaculata psychologically, <laughs> then, it's, then awesome. it's fun. You know what's funny is right before this podcast, I was reading the Heart Sutra. I was reading the Heart Sutra. <laughs> and what does that say? It just basically says form is emptiness. Emptiness is form. We don't exist. We were never born. Uh, gone, gone, gone to the other side. And then I <laughs> so immediately... So just taking that to its natural conclusion, none of this is happening right Correct. now. Correct. Wow. Correct. Wow. Yes, go no, ahead, that's Jamie. that's true. Is the Alex, immaculate... thanks for nothing. Have, thanks me... for not bringing us coffee <laughs> that I'm drinking. Let me just thanks ask you this. Thanks for not bringing us delicious bagels. Let me just bagels. ask you... I'll just ask you the po- a pointed question. Have you failed at the Immaculata? <laughs> Because I thrive on the failure of others. No. I am a failure vampire. <laughs> In fact, I'm thriving. I think that Sean put it great. <laughs> well, I feel like you're... Ch- that's, that's not correct grammar, but thank you. Sean I feel like you're great. changing the Immaculata to suit... I feel like you're changing the, your original you're hung vision. You're up on this Immaculata yeah, yeah. thing, and he's saying, I'm not trying it's to do... bigger than that. That's a phase that I'm not in right now. Are you calling the Immaculata a phase? No. Immaculata. Say anything. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said two I words. I just said it. Immaculata. Seize the May. Right. I try to stick up for you, Jamie, and what happens? Seize the May. When the Immaculata first started, it was a 30-day <laughs> cleanse. Now the Immaculata and the whole group around it is just about um, being on the path, as Sean said. and trying what path? Do you know what you have to trying do? Trying to always be improving as, as a person. And there's going to be highs yeah, and there's right. going to be you lows. Know what? You know what? You're not going to... Okay. I just feel like it's too amorphous now. I, I feel but like isn't that it, it was so specific. I before. feel like it's obtuse. Right. You you know you're right. You're right. I, I I should back off. Live and let live. Live and let live. Uh, that's always been your way. But you, why do you say that sarcastically? Am I being sarcastic? By the way, I realize I am a f- very flawed person. And um I uh I deal with it through comedy. <laughs> All right, so Jamie, you've been in an office three days a week. <laughs> oh, Jesus, awkward. Um, yeah, I've been working in an so office awkward. the last uh, month, two or three days a week, and it's the first time I've worked in an office in probably six or seven years. And just getting—I will back never to go back to an office. It's never. a total different Nor world. Will you be invited? <laughs> <laughs> no, they would have to. I, it would be like you know how De Niro in Heat said, oh "I am not going back." You know? Do you remember that last scene with Pitchy? He's like, "I'm not going back." Yeah. He meant jail, but I mean offices. Sure, same thing. I'm not going back. <laughs> he said it like that. All of Eddie's points are going to be movie yeah. quotes today. <laughs> I I'm not remember going how De Niro, back. Remember De Niro in Rocky and Bullwinkle was like... Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle? Yeah. Was yeah. he in Rocky He was and the bad guy. You know, he does some really shitty movies, yeah. that guy. Mm-hmm. If I had him here, I would challenge him on that. I'm sure you would. <laughs> so, Bob, how's the movie career going? So you did Rocky and Bullwinkle. Also, Seven when, years ago. <laughs> also, really, three Meet the Fuckers? Seriously? Go ahead, it's a, Go ahead it's a James. a great franchise. 
Um, like McDonald's. I work in an office five days a week. Oh, right. Oh, but it's a whole different world that I totally forgot about. And on the good side, I'm when I'm there, I, I'm so productive and I get things done. And I'm on Facebook I, less. I would refuse to believe that until I saw it. But <laughs> go ahead. Um, I believe him. But just also living in being in this office where people don't even say hello. You're walking past people in the hallway and just people are just wait. They don't say no. Hello? Why? I don't know. I like that. I hate really. Has there been a lot of lawsuits? Well, actually, we had a sexual. <laughs> he said hello to me in a tone, so I'm suing. <laughs> That's the other part of it. It is weird though when you're when you see people all day, like you pass people back and forth all day. What do you like? You shouldn't have to say hello to them all the time. But I'm like, I have to like do like a hey. <laughs> like, of course you do. Let's make this as awkward as possible. Are you the like? By the way, just so you folks copies. at home know, <laughs> Jamie just did the thing where he pointed his guns at somebody. Like, hey, I actually do that um, every time I see someone in the hallway, and then I get embarrassed about it. Yo, <laughs> you know oh who God. would do that? Henry Winkler. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, that just reminds me. Do you remember that? Do you remember that thing in? Uh, I think it was. The Meaning of Life, the Monty Python movie, where it's the fish in the fish tank, and they mm-hmm. all are swimming back mm-hmm. and forth. Hello. And they just go, morning, good morning. morning like that's just over funny. and over. That's what that, I'm sure that's what that was based on. Morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so you had a sexual harassment problem. <laughs> what? Why? Where did that come from? We had a pre I'm just looking at my reading. notes. <laughs> um, no, we had a... a Sexual harassment seminar, or whatever you call it's it. The law oh, I wrote problem to. instead of seminar. I don't think it was when problem. brushing against someone's ass, doing it in a manner respectful of them. Is that how it goes? Exactly. Is that the <laughs> seminar from from the town crier? Uh, the when be- fondly a co-worker, remember kisses on the neck are always well, recommended. Carl, Carl, we like your we like your seminars, but. You gotta tone it down a bit. We're in a small conference room, and you proclaim everything. Slowly, very, very, ever so slowly, going for someone's privates. Always remember. Also, I think you're teaching the seminar wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's turning into the haunted mansion. (laughs) But the it was actually called. Uh, sexual harassment for couch potatoes, <laughs> and there's like I hate when corporate shit tries to be funny. You no, they're like, so good at it, Eddie. They're so funny. <laughs> like that immediately to me sounds like uh, uh, some corporate fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why don't we say for, for for couch potatoes? That would be hilarious. What if yeah. we say potato? Hey, can I ask you something, Bob? <laughs> I mean, I know we're corporate fucks, but why do we always have to speak in this low, menacing tone? <laughs> Because we're scumbags. Oh, got it. But the problem is, the problem is when I call my secretary to come into the office, she don't never hear me. Yeah, that's why I body bike myself. But the problem with that is the lives always fail. It's amazing how you know terms like that. Well, I was in theater for a while. I saw your work in Hat Full of Rain. Guess what happened in that? The hat got full of rain. 
Uh, all right, Amber, what's going on with hold you? It, did, hold it. We did not finish with Jamie. He's We're done. <laughs> really? I didn't. I was going to describe the potato on the PowerPoint presentation. Oh, was there was the literally sexual, a potato? I, I, yeah. I need, I, I, for some I, reason, I Jamie fascinates this. me today. What <laughs> happened? Because he's failing at the Immaculata. Now, well, yes, but what happened with the sexual harassment thing? What is, the, what, is it good? Do you, did you like it? <laughs> Would you see it again? Would you see it Would again? You Would you recommend it? it to a friend? It was uh, nine clips, mostly from the office. Um, the television program. They're the like office. literally showing scenes from the office. That's so cheating. Uh, it is because, it, and then it's also it almost feels like just showing that is sexual harassment, right. <laughs> based on their definitions of sexual harassment. So they're trying to be funny, like, oh, this is a serious issue, but we're going to be funny, funny, funny. Oh, I much prefer that than... Oh, we're going to be funny, <laughs> funny, funny. I would much prefer a really straightforward thing instead of like, oh, look at Steve fucking Carell and the other idiots. Look, the don't office. touch people. Simple as that. <laughs> exactly. Don't say fucked up things. Good night. <laughs> be <laughs> exactly. Don't leer. Be respectful. Don't litter. Leer. Maybe oh. you <laughs> should read don't a book. Either. Maybe you people should crack a Especially book instead of watching UFC <laughs> fights. Good night. Okay, I'm done. Great. Amber, <laughs> what's going on with you? I had my first show at the Laugh Factory on Tuesday. Uh-oh. It was exciting. You've betrayed the lab. I know. Sorry, Jamie. You know She's Mas- not the only one. <laughs> you know Jamie Masada introduced Michael Jackson to a child that he molested. Do you know that? I don't know what you're talking about. Jamie Masada, Michael Jamie Jackson Masada is the owner of the Laugh uh-huh. Factory. Have, did you meet him? No. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying there's, there's a lot of evil there. Wait, he intru- introduced who to what? <laughs> he introduced Michael Jackson to a kid that eventually led to a big tri- child molestation case. Hence, mm. ergo, therefore, the Laugh Factory is evil. Well, I think it is, but go ahead. Did you have a good time now? People are flawed. <laughs> <laughs> We're all on a different path. It, I was actually really dreading the show. It was their, It was a sketch show. It was like one of their first full-on sketch shows they were putting on at the Laugh Factory. And the stage isn't really set up for sketch. There isn't wings. And it's kind of a small stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a stand-up comedy venue. Correct. And, uh, <laughs> and it's... Uh, Come on, Amber. <laughs> it's a goddamn stand-up comedy All right, venue. I'll go. <laughs> Like, I didn't know if there'd be any audience or if there was an audience, they would know what the fuck was going on. Was there an audience? Because it is a stand-up venue and they might heckle. There was a lovely audience. It was one of the most fun shows I've ever done. Every group on the lineup was great. How many groups? Four. Not bad. Did anybody anybody come up to you and say, would you like to meet a child? (laughs) No, not once. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just checking. Uh, but it was us, Super Kudzu, Bonafide, Up, 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 and Nerdvana. And Tony Sam hosted as characters. And it was super fun. And we got to do the, like, um, being up in the VIP area, drinking beers before. And it was like a bonding experience with the group. It was lovely. I had so a none great, of you are on time. the Immaculata? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Um, yeah, that's always funny when you have this dread of, uh-huh. of a show. And then it turns out to be great. 
It's always and I think somehow that's why more I liked, rewarding. Yes, than, yeah. I liked it even more because I was like, just going <clears> to <throat> get through gonna this. Suck. Oh, it yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah. It was now, I've actually had both experiences at the Laugh Factory where I, I dreaded it the first time I performed there, and it was great. I was like, holy shit, I did really well. I was like, oh, I, I thought this audience was stupid. And I performed. <laughs> no, I thought it was like just a touristy fucking Sunset you know, Strip. Dane Cookie in. Oh, when I walked in to the Laugh Factory, the first person I saw was Dane Cook. And I like, like yeah. it took everything to not be like, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I had a really Ugh. good time the first couple of times. And then I did have that experience of performing in front of a crowd that was just kind of a very touristy audience. And they weren't really into what I was doing. So comedy can be hit or miss, <laughs> as it turns out. Huh. It w- well... Yeah, I mean, I, it just confuses me about the the demographic of the laugh factor. Well, I feel I like anywhere you go, very, yeah. you never know what the audience is going to be like. You I just never so. know how the show is going to go. This this guy in my yes book. or no yes or no yes uh, I, I'm I, a yes I'm, I'm a, a yes. strong yes. Well, I think if you go to UCB, there's a certain type of but audience. You never know. You there's not always. There's, not it's always. It's a gamble. Yeah, but most of the time. Sure, and at the Laugh Factory... That's all I'm saying. No, that's not what you were saying. You were saying people are stupid tourists. No, I started it by saying I had a really good time my first couple of shows, which proved me wrong on that. But then the... the Wait, how could it prove you wrong if you hadn't set up the premise in the first place? I don't know what you're talking about. I thought <laughs> I thought the Laugh Factory was going to be a stupid tourist place. And the first couple of times I performed, it was not. But then I had an experience where I felt it really was. So what's the ultimate conclusion? I'm not sure. <laughs> Aces. Um, <laughs> a friend in my group, Jamil, went down to the bar and was like, hey, I'm in Super Kudzu. Like, do we get any free drinks? And she's like, yeah, you get two. So he ordered a beer and a shot of whiskey. And he took the shot of whiskey there and and brought the beer up. And he was like, hey, guys, we all get two free drinks. Turns out there was two free drinks for the entire That's group. <laughs> yeah, but, of course. They're right, not gonna, right. Of course, Because we were all like one it. comic. Yeah. Um, but he felt bad and he bought people beer. But okay, it was just Jamil. like a funny... Yeah, you're friends with him. I know Jamil, yeah. Nice guy. Yeah, He's like on uh, Family Matters. <laughs> Uh, all right, Eddie, what's going on with you? What's going on with me, uh, yes. the thing I wanted to check in with yes. today, is that uh, I don't like pain. What were you reacting to? <laughs> were you reacting to the fact that Alex was about to burst with giggles? No. Oh, okay. I, I was just reacting to, I was wondering, is this just a completely mundane topic? Yeah. I'm bringing, I don't think it is. Up? I think it's very relatable. Really? Well, anyway, I, for some reason, even though I have money these days because I've been just booking gigs, I've been Cha-ching. doing a lot of road work, and just <laughs> blah, 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 blah. By the way, folks, I'll be on Bob's Burgers tonight, even though by the time you hear this, <laughs> it'll be long be over. Past weeks. <laughs> But here's the thing. I still don't like paying bills. I get, I got a big bill from SAG-AFTRA, $540. They're one union now, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I got a f- it fucks you up, though. In, in what way? Well, you one of your pepatropes is Eddie Pepitone, SAG and AFTRA. And now oh, you that's can't, very true. You, when I meet people, I go, hi, I'm SAG and AFTRA, not paid up yet. Yeah, and now you're going to have to go... Hi, Eddie Pepitone, Sagaftra. You're gonna have to join another one. I have to let. I have to let. I think it is time to let go. You should join like an animal trainer, like union or something, so you have a second one. (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyway, I, I get bills that I can easily pay. I get bills that I can easily pay. However, what happens what to me... What kind of bills do you get? <laughs> <laughs> that I can easily pay. You have enough money to pay the bills. Correct. But it's not easy to pay bills. For me, it is not. For no one, I it don't is. Think what do you mean for no one, it. it is? I think people just pay them. Like, they go, okay, but I have to pay them. nobody enjoys it. I'm not saying they enjoy oh, I it, love but it. that they do it. I wind up getting notices. The like, I will not pay the them. Yes. I will not checks. pay them until I start to get threatened. <laughs> I will not pay them until I start to get threatened, until late fees start to accrue, until collection agency. And I don't know what that is. My shrink says that I have a Depression-era mentality of someone who grew up in the Depression, is not in the Depression anymore. So you're older than I thought you were. But also, I, am, I thought I am people in the Depression-era, like, they pay all their bills, they don't get into debt at all. Yeah. What are you talking about? People from the Depression area. People in the Depression era had no money. They, I know, they couldn't but, pay any but bills. But they didn't. No they don't accrue debt because they're so scared of not having any money. That's, yeah, that's I, agree. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about people who, during the Depression, were roaming in boxcars. I understand what the Depression is. Those people. So, okay. what are you talking about? How are they Those paying people, bills? It, those people don't have credit We're talking about two different things. You're debts. talking about people alive during <laughs> the Depression, affected by the Depression. Amber's talking about people who grew up during that time and are still alive and have dealt with the repercussions of that ever since then. People like my father, They're known who for pay his bills on and, time yeah. all the time and never get in debt and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's two different Depression-era mentalities going on. Well, m my shrink says... And yours is a third, which is I just don't like paying bills. <laughs> and I didn't have anything Even to do with I the Depression. Even though I have the money. And I had nothing to do with the Depression, yeah. <laughs> I am. I, I well, have here, depression, here, but you know. Here a, is the thing. Here I have a fourth. Okay. Here, what's yours? It's just kind of like it's depression be area people, but like they little cartoons. Say, could you say it a little? Like, uh, could you say it a little more clearly? Yeah. Just, just with a little <laughs> like thinner voice hobos. and less of a commitment. Could you say it? Could you say it? Could you say it like you really don't mean it? <laughs> like. And just there. Don't do what whatever. he's saying. God. I know. I, I was. I didn't have any time to get passionate. I'm passionate about. I'm picturing depression era folks. They're hobos. They're on boxcars. They're um, soup. they got big hats and uh, big they're shoes. They're waiting for the Hoover Dam project yes. to start. Like thousands of people in 120 degree weather are willing to work 14 hour days because they have no money. That's the depression, <laughs> right? But they're cartoons. That was everybody. I think we all know what the depression is. It was not a good time no, for this country. No, it was country. a bummer. Yeah. It, we're in one now, by the way. Mm -hmm. But go ahead. There's thousands of people waiting at the Hoover, for the Dam. Hoover Dam. Unfortunately, there is no, there are no public work built. projects now, which is built why people again. are committing suicide. They build another constantly. One. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Read so, the trades. Read the trades. Yeah. The suicide. Go ahead, James. Oh, I was done. Okay. My thing. So anyway, <laughs> I have trouble. Like, I have the money, but I don't want my balance. Like, once I get, you ever do this? Like, with the balance, let's say your balance is $5,743. Has never happened in my life. <laughs> Bullshit. No. So let's say your balance is $5,743 in your account. Once I had 5742 5, <laughs> That was the highest I ever got. See yeah. what I mean? Very close. So anyway... <laughs> 
I don't want it to go under that number. I don't want it to go under that number. Like I'm like, I don't want to write a $540 check to SAG and AFTRA and then also $91 to Dr. Herman, you know? And then I get really pissed. <laughs> Eddie, get really Eddie, pissed. it's Dr. Herman. <laughs> Look, I understand about SAG AFTRA, but I got kids to feed. <laughs> No, you know what I mean? Like, I get attached to that number. It's that a weird crazy. mental... Th- yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah. What is that about? It's like... Well, because also the problem with that is that if you don't pay those bills, right. they get bigger and bigger and bigger. The, the lesson I learned, that lesson I learned big time with the city, with LA, with parking and traffic tickets, yeah. I pay those motherfuckers right away. But that's true of all bills. Like, that's that's... Mm. The fucked up thing is that if you don't pay them on time, yeah. you have to pay. How do you handle it? I don't pay. <laughs> I don't have the money. And then I get, uh, they get huge and I get fucked up. You and know? the anxiety is huge. Now, Dude, I can't fucking sleep all the time because of that. Dude. Have you tried sleepy time? <laughs> <laughs> is that going to make up for the fact that I was molested? <laughs> no, it will not. Want to hear an interesting bill fact in my sure. life right now? I moved into an apartment like I took over someone's lease and the guy whose room I took over was in charge of the power. Did we talk about this? And not on air, I don't think. The power and electric bills uh, went to the water and power. They won't give me anything in writing because it's happened? not in my social, but he owes about $500. And what happened with that? He's been paying bit by bit because Abby, my roommate, has been like threatening him. But isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's a lot of money. That means yeah. he's never paid the bill. Like water power bills aren't that much. And they can be cut off. I know. Can you name this person? I'm not gonna. All right, please. Is it Fred Smathers? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So we will do that. We'll be right back with a very special guest. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jamie Flam from the world-famous Long Shot Podcast. Check out this new segment of the show that I like to call Awkward Calls from Comedy Celebrities. This episode's awkward call comes from the UCB's very own Matt Besser, who is promoting an upcoming project. Let's take a little listen, shall we? Hi. Hello? Hey, Matt, it's Sean. Hey, man. I'm on the road. What's up? Um... Did you get my email about uh, plugging your plugging your road trip? I know yeah, we, I felt weird about that since I wasn't going to be actually on the show. I mean, I appreciate. Just a second. Can I park in here? Just gonna park while I'm talking to you. We 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 tried to get you on the show, but there was obviously some confusion there. So. Yeah, man. Like I said, any time in April. Like, what happened? I don't know what happened. We we, you know, we have lots of guests, and I'm I, you know, I, I don't know. We tried to get you on, and I and I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Who are, who are the last two guests? Um, the last two were Matt Knudsen and Natasha Legero. And before Natasha. Uh, before Natasha, we had an episode where we did not have a guest. Yeah, that's when I was supposed to be on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'm not trying to be a dick, but well, I, I all I can say is I don't book the show. So 
I know. That's what I'm getting to. Uh-huh. I think that guy Jamie doesn't want me on the show. Jamie doesn't want you on the show? I don't know. That's the vibe I got last time I was on the show. Um, he didn't ask me any he didn't ask me any like questions last time we were on the show. Did you notice that? Wait, J- Jamie didn't ask you any questions last time you were on the show? Did you Jamie notice never, that? Yeah. Jamie never asks anybody questions, so I don't think you should. I just, I just no, listen, I listen and I take it all out. He asks people's. I listen to. The sorry, show. sorry, Matt. Hold on. I just Jamie's here now. Hi, Matt. I sit here and I take things in. I, I'm a chameleon. I cannot hear him at all. Sean. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I I can hear you for some reason, but not Jamie's all distorted. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going on. I think. Well. Are you guys recording the show now? Yes, you are. We are recording you. All right. Well, I'll just be honest. I don't think Jamie wanted me on the show. There was a blank show. I mean, with a no blank show, on, meaning there was no guest. Oh, I got you. I didn't know blank show was the technical term for a show with no guest. Do you no, listen to every episode? Up. There was a blank on his schedule, and he could have filled it with Maddie B. Yeah. Instead, it remained blank. The blank show. That is true, that we did have that that show with just the three of us, where Natasha was supposed to be the guest, but she was also supposed to be the guest another week. So... do you? Let me ask you, Jamie, because Jay, Matt, Jamie's sitting right next to me, so do you have... And I, of course, don't think you do, but I want you to answer this for Matt. Do you have an agenda against having Matt on the show? No. Yeah. Yeah. See, that proves that. <laughs> well, of course he's not going to say it. I think it's because I'm just being honest here. Please. He's booking, he's booking the improv now, <laughs> and he feels a competition with the UCB, and he sees me as some kind of figurehead for that or something. Well, you are uh, a figurehead he, for that. Like the queen, I have no power, but I make a nice... <laughs> You and I both yeah. know that's not true. But, and Jamie, do you see the UCB as competition for the improv? No, I think they're two completely different. Well, you're foolish. Of course we're competition for the improv. We're both comedy clubs. Yeah, but we're doing different things. I, I see you guys as certainly a inspiration for me. It took him a, <laughs> a while to find that word, inspiration. Yeah, I feel bad. an insulting word, and he replaced it with inspiration. No, 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 no. Matt, can you hear me? Barely. I just feel bad because the only time I remember you ever being at the lab was like a... The improv lab on Melrose next to the improv. It was a poorly attended show. And I wish you could see the magic (laughs) that you could find there. Oh, don't get into this bullshit, Jim. Enchantment. Yeah, you hear him, Sean? Yes. I mean... He's taunting me right now. He's oh, like, I didn't take that as taunting. Magic. I just don't like when he starts talking about magic and enchantment. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm dealing with Merlin the Magician. <laughs> well, you guys are joking around, but this is my tour, and this is a movie I've been working on for 12 years. And I seriously think Jamie knew that if I didn't make it in April, I wasn't going to be on. And he's trying to screw me over, man. Can you come here right now? He's on, he's on, on the road. Yeah. Right, right. Um, well, Matt, first of all, why don't you tell us about the movie and plug that a little bit? 
I don't know. I'm a little upset now. I don't feel like talking about the movie. I don't feel like being funny. Well, you could just give you us dates. You know about and... it. It's a da- it's a it's like our Rocky Horror Picture Show. It has everybody from the theater in it. And right. Musical, and I'm on a, an East Coast tour. Where are you going on the East Coast? What's that? Where are you going on the East Coast? Uh, I started in Atlanta, Jacksonville, um, Charleston, Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm skipping around now. Raleigh, uh, Arlington, next to D.C., Providence, Boston, New York. And where can people find the dates and ticket info for this? I sent this to Jamie. You see? There's a been a breakdown. You told me to send an email with all this information, and now you're asking me? Well, clearly we don't have it, so can you just tell us the like just tell us the website where people can go? I will, but now all your listeners think I'm a dickhead, so they're not gonna want to see my movie I think anyway. You, I think you dot com long shot podcast listeners. Breakdancemovie.com. Not breakdance. <laughs> Freakdance. That's the name of the movie. Freakdancemovie.com. Yeah, please don't go to breakdancemovie.com. Yeah, there's horrific shit on that site. Freak is spelled F-R-E-E-K, right? Now Jamie is fucking with you, Matt. Yeah. No, it's Freakdance. It's Freakdancemovie.com. You know, I'm, I'm fucking on a road tour. I'm fucking driving from city to city. My Matt. fucking body's breaking down. I'm playing I'm the game of the scene. Mess. I can't hear you, man. What? I'm playing the game of the scene. Sean, what did he say? I can't hear him. He said he's playing the game of the scene. Oh, man. I don't <laughs> even know what that means. Matt, so freakdancemovie.com, and I will say that I saw the movie. I've seen it a couple times, and it's fucking hilarious. Thanks, man. And, it, and it, let them know it's not corny. I think some people might think it's corny, have bad dancing, but it has real breakdancing. No, the dancing is amazing. The people in it are great. You're Thanks. great. I think you're great. Jamie, what do you think? I just want to verify. It's not... P-H-R-E-A-K. Now Jamie really is fucking with you. Joking around? Yes. See, I feel like I'm in the middle of a prank or something. I I will say... It doesn't seem like, Sean, you're you're seeing my side of this. Because you're sitting in the room with the other guy. I'll just say that I saw Freak Dance live at UCB a couple years ago, and it was really great. How about that? So you you notice that Jamie is choosing not to endorse the movie. (laughs) Exactly, like I wasn't able to capture what happened on the stage on Stone. Right. And that's what everyone's like. Are you going to be able to do that shirt ran for two years successfully at the UCBLA, but are you going to be able to capture that magic, as Jamie would say, right. that enchantment, yes. and put it into a cinematic <laughs> experience? And yeah, we have, Jamie. We have achieved that. Neil Mahoney, my co-director, he helped me achieve that. I never would have been able to pull that off. That's not my thing, film. I he did it. I personally can't wait till your next film to see how it goes for you on a large press junket. What do you mean? Just how It'll angry? Go great how angry you'll be the whole time? You don't have an agenda against me. I don't know. You'll find a way. You'll find a way. Well, Matt, let me ask you this. Obviously, there's a rift here between. I don't know between. I hate to say. 
I don't want to be a part of it, but the Longshot podcast and yourself. Is there anything we can do to make this up to you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no... Why are you making it about the whole podcast? Oh, okay. So it's just between you and Jamie. As of, I didn't know. It was, I haven't even heard from Eddie or Amber. No. If, if, if I was on the show right now, Amber would be asking me all sorts of interesting questions about the musical and how I like musicals and dancers. I and bet what, she would go into that whole aspect of it. And what would Eddie be doing? Eddie would be riffing and going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I'm all upset about Jamie because he has this personal agenda against me. And now you're making it like the whole podcast is against me. Right. Was well, there anything on stage with you uh, after this tour? I know. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, Was well, there anything Jamie can do to make it up to you? I don't know. It'd be a man, man up and admit that that's why I'm, I didn't come on in April. Instead, he's, you know, booking pretty ladies. Um, okay. Um, I didn't want to go here, but Matt. Um, I can't I, wait to hear what this is. I apologize. Um, I hope we can get you on when you get back. Maybe we can get you on for the DVD release of the movie. How does that sound? It sounds exactly like when I spoke to you a month ago. And you're like, hey, man, maybe we can get you on for the tour of the movie. I know how much this means to you. Fair point. That's a fair point. And I said, great. And you said, here, I'm going to email Jamie. And you did it right in front of me. And I said, here's the info for my movie. And you emailed it to him right in front of me. And here I am in May on what, the road. Where are you right now? We've never done. Um, hold on, hold on. This guy's telling me to move my car. All right. Yeah, I'll move it in a second. I love your city. Um, well, Matt, we have to. Uh, go, yeah, we have to go, too, because we have a guest coming in. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry that this has gotten so out of control I, I do too and I find it weird you changed your tune a little bit from when I last talked to you like you seem to see my side of it more but now that you're in the room with him well you anyway, know how I am talk I... about this later okay. no you're not like this I know you're being sarcastic every episode I listen to you're at this guy's throat but now all of a sudden you're on his side <laughs> you know what's true I don't know if I would say I'm at his throat but I, I, I get your point Dick slapping around his forehead. All right, we have to go. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you soon. Weird science. <laughs> we are back. You are listening to The Long Shot. Our guest today is the host of the Mental Illness Happy Hour, which is a wonderful podcast that you can find at mentalpod.com or on iTunes. It was chosen by the AV Club as one of the top 10 podcasts of 2011. I did Congratulations. it. Congratulations. I did it with Paul. Well, Paul Gilmartin is here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Uh, Eddie's was chosen as the weakest of all the episodes. <laughs> No, bottom, actually, bottom the, fifty of yeah. one of the top ten shows. <laughs> actually, in the in the AV write up where, where they 
said, you know, one of the reasons why they picked it, um, they actually highlighted Eddie's episode. Did they really? Yeah. I've got to look at that. Yeah. I love. I think I sent it to you, but thanks for oh, reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Paul delete. <laughs> that was my impression of Eddie checking his email. Actually, I wish you could have seen my mime work on he, that. He place. actually took the Great time to make a work. macro to delete yeah. my uh, all of my emails. I love that Paul said, "Come in with a list of fears," and I was like, "Oh, this is right up my alley." Yeah, fears. You have a lot of fears. Well, I think we all do. What well, we're on them, or I guess uh, we should like, to the for one, one spiders. No. Fairies, I, lumberjacks. Bills. No, one was, I feel like I'm going to be beaten to death. Like, I feel like I'm going to be beaten to death somehow. Like, you feel like you're going to be beaten to death? Yes. And I've never, I, actually, I don't think of all the guests I've had and all the fears that we've listed, I don't know if I've heard many other people list that one. Fear of physical violence, but being beaten to death. I, I, I don't, that's Well, specific. that's pretty close, fear of physical violence, yeah. isn't it? Isn't that the same? Well, no, thing? because beaten to death, death is, is a very specific one. You could get punched in the face. Yeah. In Seattle. Seattle, yeah. Um, I have that fear too, though. Yeah. Mm. But like that's where one of the things that I yeah. Jamie was. Yeah. Randy, do you think Choked. Paul? I just do you think Paul that behind all these fears basically is the fear of death? I think, all of them. I, I think there's like three basic ones: fear of um, being invisible, fear of dying, and fear of not being loved. I would love to be invisible. And I but like, not in the creepy way. So, like, you can go into... Uh, like the know, way Kevin Bacon what, yeah. was in the movie. Well, yeah. And I feel like right. the invisibility and not being loved are kind of interrelated. I think I think so, too. I think so, too. So now it's two fears. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, this is good. I, I could talk and about that stuff all frankly, day. frankly, uh, you could be beaten to death if you were invisible by accident. No that's <laughs> because the spiritual practices, and I'm not talking about the Immaculata, which is so amorphous at this point, but the spiritual practices say, you know, the best way to be is The just, spiritual practices? Well, for me, the Eastern religion stuff, okay. Buddhism, Zen, all that. It's like... About Buddhism, Zen, all that stuff. <laughs> I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> is, you know, we are kind of just invisible, and that's beautiful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Who is talking right now? <laughs> Me. Oh. I do. Um, I, I suppose when I say the, the fear of being invisible, uh, I mean that your soul isn't going to connect to other people's souls in your lifetime. Oh boy! That you're not going to feel that energy because that to yeah. me, the, the, one of the most yes, life affirming. But your argument presupposes the existence <laughs> of a soul, which is very difficult to prove. <laughs> it, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, we could, we could. Anyway, anyway, I hear you. Yeah. What a dismissive way to agree with someone. Blue collar guys on the docks. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'd like to hear a guy who has a a blue collar guy who has a spirituality show, and at the end of every point, he makes the jack off gesture. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Um, All right. Well, Paul, thank you for being here today. We wanted to talk about something near and dear to all of us, which is yeah, very important. It is important. Uh, First aid. So why don't we start today? With Jamie, because I know you had a very specific experience. Jamie. Oh God! <laughs> <clears throat> this is gonna be rad. <laughs> I mean, you did grade. have a specific Thank experience. You. Yeah, fourth Eddie's grade. touching Jamie again. <laughs> that was nice of you. Thank you. I'm um, in fourth grade. I wake up, make myself a bagel. What year is that? Uh, probably eighty. Is it important to the story that you made yourself a bagel? The year is 1987. <laughs> the Gutenberg press is developed. What kind of bagel? The Bible is put out. <laughs> I think it's a uh, water Sutras bagel. are invented. 
Water bagel? Well, water bagel. The nose is discovered. 1987. <laughs> time marches on. Yeah, sorry, I'm. We refuse to do that bit with you, Eddie. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that bit's been officially retired uh, a year ago. I like that bit Once a lot. Once it's filmed and up on the internet, you can't do it anymore, <sighs> you know? Go ahead. So um, while I'm cutting the bagel, I slice Hold it. Into you it had the bagel? Important. It yeah. was important. Right, yeah. Uh, the, the knife went into my finger. What? And I cut myself. Mm-hmm. Happens to chefs every day yeah. all over the world constantly. Go ahead. <laughs> Epidemic. Not to diminish your problems. Not to diminish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. experience. <laughs> but every fucking day, chefs in every restaurant cut their fingers. Oh, really? Fourth grade <laughs> chefs. True. What are we, nine? I didn't realize that. Nine is Because that's grade. my entire story. Um. Anyway. So I, I saw that I did cut myself. I, I walked to my mom's bathroom <laughs> to get a Band-Aid. <laughs> it's a funny bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think Keep the coffee is Stay on target. Okay, stay, <laughs> stay on target. On target. <laughs> um, and while I'm in there, I start shaking. I'm like, something doesn't feel right. Uh-oh, this is scary. And, was um, it an earthquake? No. It was Northridge. It was Northridge. And it was probably within a year of another big quake. Maybe you sensed it coming <laughs> like a cat or an like animal. Like a diviner. <laughs> Animals sense things coming. That's why none of them were killed also in the tsunami. Also, primitive peoples. Huh? Primitive There's... peoples. Go ahead. I should note that um, something didn't feel right when I saw the blood. And it wasn't even that bad. <laughs> like paying a bill. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. So I walked to the bathroom. My Wait, what mom, do you mean it didn't feel right? Like it hurt when you were cut? It, it, no, I just I started feeling a little bit shaky. Yeah, clammy. Now, did everyone clammy. in Heart your house beating. have a separate bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was the, the kids. Were you sister. having an anxiety attack? No, I think I was just starting to freak out because of the blood. Was it cold? It felt cold. No, I wasn't having an anxiety attack. I was freaking out. What does? What is the difference? I don't. I just don't associate like a being in fourth grade and having an anxiety attack. Oh, you can believe me. Yeah. Um, so I walked to my mom and I'm like, oh, something doesn't feel right. Mm. And then I started shaking. And then she, I remember holding me. And then I remember waking up on the ground. Um, you fainted. She knocked yeah. you out. <laughs> she might have knocked me out, but she, probably... I, she told me I fainted. I just woke up with her, like Jamie, wake up! Like she didn't know what was going on, and she thought that maybe I died. Um, was she fanning you? <laughs> Boy, she <laughs> doesn't sound like a good mom. <laughs> She's a great mom. Mother, I've cut my finger and I feel like I have the vapors. <laughs> Ooh. Were you like a Southern Belle? <laughs> um, no. Did do you have a thing with blood? If you see, blood? I hate blood. But this was just a weird circumstance because it wasn't it even alive, that bad of a cut at all. But I totally fainted. And that's. Well, you were probably hungry story. too because you didn't have your bagel. No, yet. Yeah, is, good point. This is, so our topic is first aid. So related to first aid. I kind of see the connection. I'm sure there's a. <laughs> I, like, I like how Eddie very definitively said that and then closed his eyes and turned away. Like, you go ahead, motherfucker. I got you this time. By the way, we picked this topic three seconds before we went on there. No, but Jamie, did you need stitches stay or anything? Stay I know. No, it's first it was like aid. a mild I mean, cut. You fainted getting cut. What was the first aid part? Uh, I remember you got a probably band-aid. I put a band aid on it. <laughs> a band aid found in a first aid kit. Hey, Jamie. First aid. Not in a box of Band-Aids in your mother's bathroom? You're right. It might have been a box of what? Band-Aids. Why did you faint? I don't know. I think I was just freaked out by the, the blood. Yeah, it sounds like he was just afraid. 
I was just afraid. Low he blood was afraid sugar. of death. Yeah, We're all, we all have a fear yeah, of death. A, a Band-Aid in a first oh, aid kit. Oh, Paul Gilmartin's here, everybody. <laughs> a Band-Aid in a first aid kit always just kind of makes me laugh because it's like, it, yeah, it's like if you had a crate of food for a desert island, it would like, be like putting a rice cake in there. <laughs> it was just, it's so innocuous. I'll be quiet. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what you're saying is like, if you need to go to the first aid kit, you yeah. need more than a band. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, my well, my counter to that would be at least then you know exactly where it is. Like that's true. In other words, like I feel like if you have those little boxes of band aids, they they end up anywhere. Right. But if you have a specific location where you keep your first aid supplies, at least you know. Oh fuck! I cut my finger. I fainted. I'm on the floor. My mother is in her bathroom. I can go to the first mm-hmm. aid kit and yeah. get a band aid. Well, think about this: if there's an explosion, what? Um. And there's five people around. One person might have their head blown off. One might need <laughs> the gauze. But then the, the little girl over there, she might have just cut Got herself. A paper but cut. you have everything you need in one. This is why Jamie do does not kit. write word what problems do you for tests. Do for the person whose head was blown <laughs> off with the first aid kit. I think you just mourn and move on. <laughs> there's a prayer book in the first aid kit. <laughs> <laughs> Tibetan Book a of the Dead is in there. <laughs> Right, let's so just that, let's just settle on that severed head image for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Ease our pants off. It would be funny if there was in a first aid kit something that could put a severed head back on, <laughs> like just like and a little booklet like how get to get me suit. the neck repairer. <laughs> get me the neck repairer. Hey, I got vertebrae. I got everything off here. Well, just look at the fucking manual, Tim. It's in the first aid kit. All right, Tim. That's the first time yeah. on the show. Hey, Tim. Tim has never been here before. A new character has been introduced. <laughs> Tim. That's true. Tim. Yes? Look at the first aid kit. His head is completely blown off. So you didn't even have to get stitches, and it was still so upsetting to you yeah. that you Now, fainted. since then, do you still have a reaction to blood? Um, I hate it, but... Uh, no, actually, I don't like no. It. When I, when I um, dislocated not, my elbow, tasty. they had to give me an IV, and it took them like 30 minutes because I just couldn't not freak out, and they couldn't find a vein. Oh, just even thinking about finding a vein freaks me out. I had to go through that about uh, about a year ago. I was having tests done, and they were trying to put the, the thing in my wrist, Ugh. and Ugh. the guy just could not do uh. it, and eventually I started to pass out. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Why, you have also a thing about... No, I, I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm fine with minutes. getting needles. I've always so been fine. And doctors almost passing out? I, I think the pain, just the just the... It went on for, I'm not kidding you, for a half hour, That's, and it was so uh, painful. Also, they were in a bank vault, and the oxygen was... <laughs> <laughs> Holy and I fe- shit, I felt that myself. sounds like faulty nursing right there. Like, Well, there are bad nurses. Is this through after SAG, this doctor? Who is this? <laughs> this, was at, SAG uh, after? this was actually at, uh, what's the, the big uh, fancy... Bob uh, Hope Clinic? Uh, no. Scientology? No, uh, Cedar sinai Cedar sinai Yeah. And they couldn't find your vein. Has that ever happened before? Never. By the way, just Weird. a tip. But it was in the wrist. If which they, is, can't, which is, if they uh, can't find your vein, back of the hand always works. Yeah. You would think they would know this. Yes. It's like you. It's like a guy calling. I have, By the way, Doc, I have, to tell, I have to tell them that sometimes. I believe it. Yeah, yeah because they, 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 think, they think they know what they're doing. And they're like, yeah. no, no, I'll find it. I'll get it. I'm yeah. good at this. And they're just not They gave sometimes. up. They brought another person in and then they gave up. This guy's got no veins, Tim. Now, but doesn't it, that it, make you doubt your own health? Like, Jesus, what's the matter with me? My veins are too little. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. 
did they? So how? What happened? What was the upshot there? Uh, well, it was a it you was a, a test to uh, test my lung capacity because I was getting shortness of breath and um, mm. and. So part of the tests, they couldn't blood. get the they data. Wanted. They couldn't get data on it because they wanted to test the uh, how oxygenated my uh, blood was. They'd have VO2. you ride on. Yes, they'd have you ride on the uh, right. the bike, and uh, so they weren't able to get that that data. What's the upshot of that one? Of what? <laughs> Why were you having shortness of breath? What's uh, going on? I think you don't have to answer these questions. <laughs> I like like to this hear. is very personal stuff. So no, uh, you, know, you should hear his podcast. Ultimately, uh, it I, I had to go get like alternative. Uh, healthcare, and they decided that it was this thing called candida, which is an excessive oh. yeast, which can um, really screw with your blood sugar, and and it all made I've sense. And so I went on this this body ecology diet for like six months, and it completely uh, got helped. rid of it. Big, big rivalry in the medical world between regular medicine and alternative medicine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it and there are a few places that do world. both. There are a few places that do both. I oh, found really? out afterwards. <laughs> like the comedy world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you for underlining that. Oh, my God. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's go to Amber. Amber. I uh, I like... It would be funny if we all had cut finger stories. <laughs> I, I cut my finger. I, I, I have, have a bunch so of them. many cut finger stories, but I'm not going to tell one today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like at work i work in an office five days a week uh there is i would never but go ahead <laughs> sorry i gotta pay my bills eddie it's bank america we need you to come back and work in the office <laughs> you'll never get me <laughs> never i'd rather fucking die you understand and okay, there's a I'll, flip side to that i'll try you maybe back. i'll put you i'll try you back when your balance goes below 57 43 <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm in i'm coming in i uh they have a first aid kit in the break room at work and i like there's been times where I've like horribly cut my finger. Oh, I guess I didn't talk about mm-hmm. cutting my finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on paper? No, on like scissor like No, in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a project I was doing where I was taking out staples on all these packets of Ugh. paper and the sta- Did you have a Oh, you did. The have staple, a staple remover like stopped working and so I was Ugh. doing something else and it was bad. But um I Dipped into the old first aid kit, and it's hysterical. I I think it's against the law. Like I think you have to update it, but there was stuff in there that was expired by decades. Yeah, that's against the law. And like the lore. It was the the first aid kit was so old. One of the things in it was a bicycle with a huge front wheel. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been Come awesome. sit by the fire and let me tell you about the first aid kit. <laughs> so what was in there? No, I got out some gauze and it like crumbled. It was, it was papyrus. Oh my god! <laughs> it it crumbled. Terrible. Crumbled like yeah. It was so it trundled. <laughs> yes, like it was pa- so old and terrible. <laughs> um, so I had to just go buy gauze. Uh, band aids. Ah. Uh. You could have gone to Jamie's mother's bathroom. <laughs> yeah, ample, also, ample. I, so that's I, your whole first aid. That's your also whole a cut story finger. that you had an old. First well, you aid guys have lived kid. charmed lives. Well, also, I would add that my childhood first aid kit did not include traditional things, and I didn't realize that till I was an adult. Because my parents are into like alternative medicine, so I didn't know that uh, everyone didn't have witch hazel. And um, you're running around the castor bank going, oil. Where's and, the witch hazel? Where's the witch hazel? And you know arnica and like aloe vera. What the fuck is arnica? It's this thing that thins your blood. 
What's you, want a, you want a first aid kit that, that has angel cards and all kinds of shit <laughs> right. like that. Like, where are your angel cards? <laughs> I cut myself. <laughs> Bob's head just got blown off. Get the arnica. <laughs> <laughs> I need a tarot deck, something. Um, so that's your... that's your. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. That's all right. I'm Three just, seconds ago. I'm glad for you guys that you never had anything worse than that. Eddie, what about you? Well, the thing that just popped into my head just now was uh, that my dad had a panic attack. Now, I didn't know it was a panic attack at the you time. You thought it was a freak out. <laughs> um, my dad, all of a sudden, this was so scary to me, he clutched his heart and he just passed. He, he, he didn't really pass out, but he, he was having, a, I thought, a heart attack. And How luckily, old were you? What? How old were you? I was about um, 50. No, oh. I was. Uh, <laughs> I think so. I this was... was twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was right after the Great Depression. I even went What the hell was that? I don't, I don't know. know. I was trying to Speaking do an old person tongues. voice. It didn't work. <laughs> I, I was to Why do I do a Swedish? <laughs> I have to work on my voice. Hey, but... was a man at the time. No, I was about. I would say about fifteen. And luckily, my dad's best friend was there. But this is what Where I were you guys? In, in our home oh, okay. in Staten Island. And, and what I realized, a couple of things. One, I'm very afraid of my dad dying. I, I didn't know that I was that afraid because I've always had such an antagonistic relationship with him Love that hate. I thought this would be a good thing. Mm. You know what I mean? But it, it was not. I was very fucking like, oh, my God, my father. What's going on with my father? And the other thing is that I have no idea how to do first aid. Like, I have absolutely no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. And I'm always like, I, I'll see a thing like, oh, ta- learn CPR. You know, all these classes you can take. Formal and I classes. never, and I'm always like, I should fucking learn this because God forbid, you know, what happened if one of my cats starts? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I need I, to. I, I have the exact same thing. And my fear is that I know just enough to do a shitty job and make it even worse. Cause yeah. I know, like, when Ooh, you're with, yeah. with, that you're supposed to put, like, your, your hand, find their sternum, oh, the I, bottom I, of their I sternum, no go like two fingers above that, put your hand on it and your other hand on my, and then to I. To restart I, the heart? To restart the well, heart. How am I qualified to restart a heart? Is, is my first question. Well, <laughs> it's not it's not to restart the heart. What it is is you alternate that with pinching their nose, tilting their head back and blowing f- forming a good seal and blowing into their mouth. You that you couple, know a lot. Did you take a uh, class? Uh I don't know where I remember you watch this a lot from. Of TV? Uh, <laughs> actually, no. But then the, you, the, the wire? you pressing down on their heart moves their blood so the oxygen that you're putting into their mouth circulates through their body. Wow. That that's my take on on why you do and it. And you're afraid that you know just enough to yes. fuck it up, right? That, I, that I'll press on the wrong part, or I'll break a rib, or that yeah. But if somebody's lot, dying, a broken rib can't really fuck it up worse, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, like, I, well, I, I don't know about that. If they're in the process try. of what dying, if you double kill them. Yeah. <laughs> the old double. Kill. I think it was the broken rib that killed him, yeah. <laughs> or worse. The triple. So what <laughs> happens? You decide. You decide not to. Uh... Well, well, but by the way, what happened was we live right near a, a, a firehouse in Staten Island, and the firemen came in and they gave my dad oxygen, and he was fine. And it turned out to be just a panic attack. It was just my dad had a fucking what panic attack. It wasn't a heart attack. 
Did you give him your report card that day? <laughs> yeah, what was he panicking about? Do you oh, know? I don't want to get into that. That's my whole family. And my fa- if you knew my family, you, you think there was something, one specific thing. A panic attacks are accumulation of horrific But did it events. ever happen again? Uh, no. No, it did not. So you don't think there was a specific trigger? It was just an accumulation What was amazing was how upset I got. Yeah. Like, how could you not? Yeah. How could you not? Because I told you, Paul, of <laughs> of my antagonistic relationship. But still, he, but still, him. he's a human being. You know, even if you're True. mad at somebody, a if human they being, clutch their heart and and yeah. start to fall, you're gonna you're That's you're gonna true. feel. Per, some protection. But Sean says I thrive on other people's <laughs> misfortune, so he but I would don't think, think you want no. Them to uh, die. With that logic, you would think I'd be going, "Yes, yes, <laughs> it's over. It's gonna end. You're done, pal." Imagine if I'm standing over him like uh, like uh, Billy Babbin in in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yeah. Nest, like with <laughs> you. Ah. Sorry. With face paint on and like, <laughs> um, and this is, but it's also it's not just a human being; it's a human being to whom you owe your genetic makeup to a certain extent. Right. You know, like that's somebody you've right. always, whether or not you have an antagonistic relationship with him, you've always looked up right. to him all your life. You and know? one thing I've realized, I've seen a couple accidents. I saw a woman in Brooklyn. I was a young kid. I saw a woman in Brooklyn get hit by a fucking car. Oof. Now she, she was actually, okay, check this out. She, I guess the car was going kind of slow. She's running across the street. The car kind of stopped, but it, it hit her. And she flew up and landed on the hood and then Ugh. got up and ran to the other side of the street. And well, she a, didn't want to get hit again. <laughs> <laughs> and as a kid, I was so upset. Like I had never. Did her shoes come off? Yes. That, that's an interesting thing. Mm, that always thing. happens. That's Weird. an interesting thing. Her that's why shoes, I always tie my shoes really tight. Same here. Ever since that day, <laughs> that's I made a mental note. Was losing your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I made mental note. No loafers. <laughs> when you're trying to beat traffic. <laughs> but what I want to say is that I have witnessed various accidents and gotten into a couple, and I panic immediately. And my first aid skills go out the window. Like, like in other words, What my are your da- first aid skills? <laughs> well, anybody's first aid skills, the first one is don't fucking panic. And just use <laughs> great what what of course that's a skill because the, the people who panic in any kind of accident <laughs> are useless and detrimental. Yeah. They're you know what you I mean. You know my like, wife then. <laughs> <laughs> the well, North- Jamie faints. Yes, and this is the head of an organization. He was nine. I do the. <laughs> I actually do the 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 exact opposite, and I guess I didn't realize that this is a a, a really good thing. Everything slows down for me, and I get become really calm. Um, like that's really good. Because, because that's I, the way it should be. Playing hockey, I've seen some horrifying things. Have you? Oh, horrifying! What have things. you seen? Just Ugh. give me one example. Uh, a friend of mine, the rape uh, of Nanking. <laughs> a friend of mine uh, went feet first into the boards at full speed, and we went over to to get him, and his ankle his was doing a ninety oh, degree God. turn, and the bone was poking uh. through his sock. So we the had to take. The bone was going through, through his socks. So we I had been to able to deal with that dude. And we had did? to take his skate off and calm him down while this was happening. People go in a shock with that. Calm I mean, down. Yes. Calm down. It's just a bone. Yeah, right. Yeah. I had uh, kind of a similar thing. The bone didn't pop out, but somebody pinned my ankle when I was playing and rolled onto me, and my ankle went crunch, 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 uh. pop. And so oh, I was like sit- a cereal thing. <laughs> <laughs> the worst cereal ever. <laughs> the the off brand. Yes. 
But I was, uh, I, I went into shock, I guess, because when my wife came you to did. pick me up to take me to the hospital. Broken ankle? Uh, yeah. And, but my, it's funny, my antidepressants have such an analgesic effect that I didn't believe it was broken. When I would put weight on it, it would kill. But sitting in the waiting room, I, I sat for five hours and a doctor finally came and said, you must be in agony because, you know, he had <clears throat> taken the x-ray and looked at it. And I was like, no, I, I actually feel fine. He's like, well, it's, it's a, a clean break. And I was like, Wow. And when I, like I told when my psychiatrist, break, yeah. he said the, the antidepressants that you take are actually given to some people as a, as a pain, as a chronic oh. pain thing. Um, but I was in shock. And as I was telling my wife where the hospital was, we kept driving around in circles. And eventually she goes, you, you don't really know where it is, do you? And I was like, I, I, I thought I did. But <laughs> oh, she's shit, like, I think you, you were actually shocked. in some kind of yeah, shock. I was, in was that here in L.A.? It was. It was. But when it happens to like a friend, another friend of mine got hit in the head for some reason. He was a goalie. We were doing warm ups. He took his for helmet off. For some reason, off. he was a goalie. No, that was not. That was <laughs> no not, one knows why they're goalies. <laughs> that was not a connected that? thought. Yeah. He was like, for some reason, yeah. and then he backed to go. He was a goalie. <laughs> for some for reason, some reason he took ahead. his helmet off. Yeah. Um, while During he was the near the net, and guys are taking slap shots. And this guy took us, and I'm watching this happen in slow motion. I see this guy winding up. I see my friend take his helmet off, and I'm like, and, and the words couldn't even come out. And sure enough, the puck hits him right in the skull and opens up. This huge, and he falls down and opens up this huge thing, and blood starts pouring out. So I take him to Jamie the- Jamie just fainted, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it'll be the same contribution yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> it is. I, hey, <laughs> he's awake. He's awake. He's awake. He's okay. he's awake. Thanks for coming and uh, waking me up. Okay. For, for some reason, I just went into this place where uh, I, it was okay to be right there. I didn't feel nauseous. I didn't feel worried. I drove him to the hospital Whoa. and I sat with him. It while... took you guys a long time to find the hospital, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you... <laughs> Paul is known for not finding. Don't go with Gil Martin. He he sees things in slow motion, but he cannot get. When it's not me, I could find a hospital that isn't even there. That's like how. (laughs) That's like in the zone that I get. And so I sat with this guy while he got seventy stitches in his skull Mm. because. I, I was kind of fascinated, and the doctor was like, if you want to sit here you know, and talk to your friend while we do this. Wait, he got 70 stitches. So his yeah. scalp was hanging off his uh, skull. That, well, it was a, just a very deep, very deep cut. The, the skin wasn't hanging off, but it was mm. just this, uh, for lack of a better word, like a vagina in his head. It was, it was <laughs> that's you, the so shit. You could have brain fucked that fuck guy. <laughs> I rubbed the top of it. <laughs> Just the top. I look for the man in the canoe. That guy was literally fucked in the head. But the doctor was telling me what he was doing the whole time. And and he said, this is actually so deep that what you see is the last layer before the bone in, oh, wow. in his skull. But I sat there while he sewed it up and I didn't feel nauseous. I you didn't. didn't. You should be I a doctor. Yeah. It was actually what I was going to do it's before I late. before I went into uh, into comedy. But for some reason, I can't handle I, that. I, no everything way. slows down for me. Car accidents, earthquakes, all I of it. I run and get panicked. And, and Paul saying this, uh, another thing I saw, I was living in Queens, and there was a guy cutting 
uh, branches from a tree. Oh, just no. uh, a, 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 There are I, no trees in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> there was one, but There's this one. killed it. <laughs> anyway, this guy's cutting branches in a fucking tree outside fucking, my window. He's cutting branches yes. in a fucking tree because it's Queens, you know? So and, it's not just a tree. It's a fucking tree. <laughs> and I'm watching this guy and... This fucking guy. just in this fucking tree. fell out of this tree and I'm he I don't know it was a two story house he he fell I don't know he fell a few stories you know and <laughs> right right yeah, on his two. back where he fell on, and, and I watched it and I was like oh when you see something like that it's like oh onto cement or ground or grass grass yeah but <laughs> still two stories holy yes. shit to see him land on his Fucking yes. and by the way, I just got so panicked. People fucking were running. What? What did he My on? other roommates were running down to help, and I just stayed there yeah. in that room. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" You, well, you don't want to get involved with yes. tree surgeons. Yeah. And he actually he had OCD, and he was raking leaves in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, this seems like a good place to take a break. Really? So, yeah. So let's do that, and we'll be back in a moment with something that we like to call parting shots. Whoa. That went quick. Hello, this is Eddie Pepitone, the Bitter Buddha. I'm pleased to announce that I am going to be touring. And uh, I'm going to be in Philadelphia, May 25th, at the Underground Comedy Arts Theater, Gotham, May 29th, in New York City, and Rooster Tea Feathers, May 17th through 20th in Sunnyvale, California. Please come out and see me. This is Eddie Pepitone, the Bitter Buddha. We are back. You are listening to The Long Shot. Our guest today is Paul Gilmartin, a man who is unfazed in emergency situations. It's time for a... You, no, mm-hmm. you know now I'm going to be caught on film <laughs> running around like a Just Girl screaming. Scout <laughs> while somebody has a hangnail. There's an ouchie! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so we've reached a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. Let's start today with Jamie. I like how He's you didn't left. look at Jamie. Oh, he that's never psyches never out yes. every time. It's a you yeah. know, it's like a quarterable a quarterback audibly, like yeah. a quarterable quarterback. I was trying to remember. <laughs> yes, uh, maybe ten or fifteen years ago, before movies, they had like this ad for a company. By the way, movies existed ten or fifteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the first silent was nineteen oh nine, I believe. Yeah, you were train. there for it because of the depression. Yes. I was there for it. <laughs> I wasn't writing checks out. Um, but Leslie Nielsen hosted this commercial or whatever it was. And, you know, it was right around naked gun time. So you're like, oh, Leslie Nielsen, this is funny. And there's a part in it where someone's choking on something in a restaurant. And then someone comes up and gives them Heimlich. the Heimlich manure. And then it pops out and then they're happy. And everyone in the theater was laughing. But then it ends up being a commercial for like an actual medical company. My question to you guys is, do you remember this? No. Nope. And what was the organization? Nope. And no, no, no. No, I don't. <laughs> it was like before every movie for a good year and a half there. No. Um, Paul. <laughs> do I remember? I that? have a question for you. No. Oh, he, sure. He, this, every guest gets this next question. Oh, okay. From Jamie. 
Can you impart some sort of wisdom, personal knowledge, something that gets you through your, your every day to us here at this table and all of our listeners? Uh, yeah. Uh, talk, talk to people that understand me and ask for help when I, when I need it every, every day. And it saved my life. It literally saved my life. It's actually what my podcast is, is about. Um, because a lot of people think they can just sit in their head and figure their own problems out. Um, and there are many, many problems that you cannot figure out because you need the perspective. You know, I always have to relearn that because I think what happens is I get very prideful that I don't want to talk to proud. (laughs) (laughs) I don't call him. I don't want to talk to anybody about this shit. Yes. You come from a long line of proud panickers. (laughs) (laughs) That is so well put. (laughs) I come um, from a long. No, that's great. I love ask for help because I think that yeah. is something that people forget. I know I forget all yeah. the time. Yeah, people think it's a, it's a makes you weak, but right. it it actually makes you so much stronger because not only does it make you feel more loved in 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 the world, but you get this amazing perspective from other people that you could never give yourself because you they are removed from the overwhelming emotion of it and they're able to see certain things that you that you can't and the other side is the people are happy to help you exactly like you think that they would be like oh i guess but they're they're not yeah they're not i mean if you call them every day and you go into this self-pity monologue yes you're going to chase your friends away true you can't you have to call just once in a while <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, yeah. because in New York, I feel like time slowed down on that. <laughs> no, in New York, I I was going through a period where I should have been on medication and I wasn't, and I was panicking a lot at night. And I used to call my friend Peter, and I started asking him late at night. I call him like I started my boundaries started to drop. Like I started to call him like one in the morning. Two in the morning, and he he lived with someone, his his girlfriend or his wife, and I would ask to come over because I knew he had a couch. He got rid of the couch, (laughs) like (laughs) a few months later. So you have to, you have to pick your spots. Yes, and and be. (laughs) <laughs> Daddy, I got bad news. The couch is gone. Ah, uh, nah, 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 nah. And, and the, the other thing is be willing to do things that are outside your comfort zone, like see a therapist or go to a support group, or right. if need be, as a last resort, go on meds. And a lot of people aren't willing to do yeah. those things, and they burn their friends out, and then they become That's even lonelier. True. Yes, I have many friends who I've had to push away because they... Well, and be open to things. Like, yeah. I have friends that mm. they come to me and then it's I suggest things and they just give me reasons why that won't work and why that won't work. Yes. And, why, and it's just like, well, okay, this is frustrating talking to you now. Yes. You already have the answer, so... Yes. In that fairness, most of your suggestions would are not really have worked. really bad. Yeah, yes. I know. <laughs> but that's an excellent point. And, and people have to be aware of that when they're going for help. Because otherwise, you are just really um, performing a monologue. Mm-hmm. If you're not really interested uh. in... What anybody else has to say. And I mean, sometimes you just need to be heard. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's the same person and the same thing over and over again, I have a friend who's doing that right now and it's driving me fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. What do you tell him? Well, what's uh, his name? (laughs) Full name. (laughs) Amber's getting turned down. Yeah. (laughs) Someone I can rescue. (laughs) I like it. No, it's a it's a she, and uh, and I Hello. keep urging her to go to a support group um, or to get therapy. I keep saying, I I don't know what else to do, and I've told what you what I think. What is her response to that? Um, 
she says that she's going to go, but she never goes. And so I just find a reason to get off the phone. I say, oh, mm-hmm. oh you know, the listen, roast is I got to go. <laughs> See, I, I, rea- go. I, I realized a while ago that if you keep asking for the help and then not listening roast. to the help that people are giving you, it becomes a it's monologue. So yes. I use that for auditions now. <laughs> <laughs> Your auditions are here. Okay, Sean, go ahead. Uh, this is uh, to try I feel to very alone. This is try to get into the Steppenwolf Theater. I don't have any money. I am fucking scared. I cannot. Sleep. All right, Sean, you're in. Uh, uh, my right. roast is done. Let's go <laughs> next to Amber. Yeah, um, thinking about like first response and panicking, I feel like I'm a lot like Eddie. I sort of just freeze up. Oh, what a I horrible statement. <laughs> I oh my God. I don't know if I've been tested enough, but my brother is a fireman Ooh. and he spent years and years because when you're a fireman in like a That's suburb. mostly what they do, by the way. They don't put out a whole shitload of fires. They're constantly helping people who collapse on Tell the streets. Tell me about it, Eddie. <laughs> by the Isn't way. it true? That's what they spend their time doing. Oh, there's a guy <laughs> collapsed. Let's get him. Well, in the country suburb, whenever there's a car accident, a fire, fire wasn't a good example. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say the worst example. Who do, we, who do we call? There's a fucking fire. Who are we going to call? Let's call the fire I think department. That's us, Bob. Yeah. You literally chose the worst example possible. I love that. Love that. Let's see what else you could have picked. Like uh, uh, anything. A lost key. People can't get into their house. That happens. A cat in a tree. Cat in a tree. That only happens in the movie. But let's just stick with no. car accidents. Okay. Uh, the fireman will be the first on the scene, just like you said, Eddie. And my brothers had to make some crazy intense decisions that I don't even know, like choosing who lives and who dies. Really? Yeah. Like there's a two-year-old and a four-year-old and we can only save one. Are Sophie's you kidding choice. me? I don't get that though. How can they only save one? Why can't they save both? I'm yeah. serious. How does yeah, that why fucking happen? Why does your well, brother maybe not both, save both of them? Maybe they're both bleeding out and... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what is the scenario there that you can only save one? I, I, They're being taken away on a train, and a Nazi officer has said, <laughs> choose Meryl one. That's bad. what's coming into my mind, not like, Jesus, there's a two-year... Yeah, I think I maybe they it. only had the equipment. For, yeah. Well, then somebody's underfunded, but go ahead. The equipment is a flawless Polish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know snorted. what that means. <laughs> I was just thinking of Meryl Streep. <laughs> She's always so flawless with her with her accent. She's a great actress, so and she yeah. deserves everything that comes to her. Yeah. <laughs> but, she's she's but got a bright future. Those are intense situations. Yeah. Like he's seen yeah. some shit, and I don't know how he deals with it. Mm-hmm. It's his job. He's in an office now. <laughs> I ain't never gonna be in no office. Not me. Not for me. No office for me. So hold it. Amber just kind of. I don't know. It's, it seems to be like you negated his bravery. No, not at, at the all. end of it by he, going. Well, now he's in an office. Well, no, he's been a fireman for twenty years. He he's has, got a desk job. He's now? got a family, so he went to be less like putting his life on the line. Because he would do when he first started. He was in the um, forest service. And when there'd be... He would try to put fires out with his hands. <laughs> he was a bear. <laughs> um, Is that what bears do? They put out fires with their hands? Bears wear bells, so when they walk, people know they're coming. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but they would, like, helicopter in to sure. fires. And one of his best friends broke his back in one of those situations, jumping out of a plane. Like, 
gnarly stuff. Helicopter. And oh, I he had to jump. He has to parachute into forest he fires. He did when he first started. Can you imagine? No. Not me. I get paper cuts and I'm like. And we're like, oh, the crowd was drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My life's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot a tagline. No, line. there was one asshole. One yeah. asshole. I wouldn't shut up. Yeah, my night really sucked. <laughs> I uh, broke my back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, what is your yes. parting shot? Gosh, that's a that's a tough one. Question. Yeah, because I, I it is. It's I, a bitch. I hadn't this really, parting uh, shot stuff. I hadn't really thought about it. Um, uh, anything. I would. Uh, I would just say, and I at the at the risk of uh, sounding too serious, but. Um, Showing the part of myself that I was always afraid that people would see has been the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life because it gave me, uh, it gave people a chance to um, love me and help me. And being vulnerable is new to me and it's the most awesome thing in the world. I don't know why I lived 48 fucking years thinking that being vulnerable was a bad thing. And, uh, by the way, Paul has his penis out right now. <laughs> I just laughed so hard in the mic. I'm sorry. Sorry to the that audio. Is fucking funny. I should have turned my head and coughed. <laughs> um, but that I, I guess that would be my parting shot. And now I'm feeling very self conscious because no, it's so. No. Uh, no this is a comedy great. podcast. I'm sorry. And that was I, just, so serious. I, I can't. I'm see. I have a problem with emotion, so I can't. Do you? Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't let something like that go without making some remark. But that yeah. was great. Yeah. You know. Okay. That was right. very. Uh... I was listening to Left, Right, and Center, mm-hmm. and they always, at the end they give everyone like thirty seconds to mm-hmm. talk about whatever I they like want. I like that show, and it reminded me of our parting shots, and it also made me feel like I need to be way more prepared for my parting shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, why their parting shots are good? It's they, just well, on some do, topic. They spend the week like yeah. going, what like should researching, I talk about? yeah, and know? they're talking about politics and stuff. Right. So they're so very really informed, and they have very uh, uh, right specific opinions so it's it's Sounds not like hard me um i'll go next mm-hmm. so here's my parting shot first of all 75 cents to jamie thank you and i also want to say well <laughs> i like paul just looking at this like <laughs> what the fuck well here's here's a here's a thing that i wanted to bring up which is ever since we started doing this podcast We've been trying to promote it. We've been trying to get people to pay attention to it. We've been trying to get more listeners. And one of the things we do is we tweet about the show. And Amber will put out a tweet saying, episode 101 is up, episode 405. Jamie will put out a tweet that says, you know, check out the long shot, whatever. Eddie always tweets, (laughs) new episode of my podcast (laughs) is up. And... It rankles me. I said this to you a long time ago. I said, why do you call it your podcast? Mm-hmm. Because it's not your podcast. Well, it's nice of him to have us on. Right. So why, <laughs> why do you feel like it's your podcast? Uh, well, the reason I tweet that mm-hmm. is because I feel like... This is, this is the reason I do that. Because my followers... I, I have about 35,000 followers. And in my head, they are following me. Right. Not you guys. <laughs> right. So when I say my podcast, I think I will draw people to the podcast right, by so saying it's mine. And that's it. That's so we the, get, the reason. we get about 5,000 downloads on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that's really... You aren't hitting 30,000. Yeah. Well, let's say if I didn't tweet it, you'd get 30. No, but what I'm saying is why not just tweet... Oh, man. 
The long shot. No, no, no. What did he say? I said if I didn't tweet it, maybe you would get thirty. Thirty downloads. downloads? You haven't tweeted it sometimes. I tweet it all the time, except if I'm not on it. Right, which is which is also weird. Which is also weird that you won't do it when you're not here. Well, I feel like it's our show. We're working on it together. Amber tweets it when she's not here. Jamie tweets it when he's not here. Why would you? Anyway, the reason I bring this up, the reason I mention all this, is because I would like to promote. My podcast. Uh, I have a new podcast, which by the time this episode comes out, will have gone live on the internet. What's it called? He can't say. I can, (laughs) and I will. We've had a long discussion for many, many years now. We. Oh. About the Immaculata. My version of the Immaculata Uh is called the Flabbergasteroonie. I mentioned it. (laughs) Today. It's a great and name. And I said we would get back to it. The name of my podcast is The Flabbergast. Uh, so please go truly. to feralaudio.com and download the first episode of The Flabbergast. Is it just you? My podcast. Yes, it's just no me. Guests? Which, by the way, I no think guests. it's hilarious that you started this out kind hold of on, attacking hold on, hold on. me. <laughs> F-E-R-A-L audio. Dot com. Well, I just think you have to understand what the word my means. M-Y. It means it belongs to me. Right. It well, is I mine. think it's funny, I though. I, it. I just want to point out that I think it's funny that you started this segment attacking me for uh, doing that. Right. And then you, you're you using our podcast yes. to promote your podcast. Yes. Why is that funny? Uh, well, because I think it's it's like you're saying, Eddie, you're selfish right. for saying... No, no, no. I don't think you're selfish. I think you are... Delusional, <laughs> which is different. Well, do you agree with that explanation? I no, gave? I don't. I don't, that, think it, I don't think it makes that, a difference. I really you know, don't. To say that people your followers, who follow me that, hey, this is I don't think it makes. I don't think it makes a difference is what I'm saying. Can I, can and, I I think it, and I think it hurts my feelings. That well, you obviously, that. it hurts your feelings. That's really the core of this issue yeah. is mm-hmm. that you're hurting your friend's feelings. And that's awesome right. that, that, that you can say that. I, I want to... Mm. Weigh in on this. I think it's okay to say that in a tweet because you have to be so brief and to say this podcast that I'm a, a part of on that, a weekly basis. That is a problem it, to say at this person, at yes. this person, at this person. But if you are in some type of forum where you don't have to be that brief and you call it your podcast, then I think Sean has a point. Right. Right. Well, I think he's talking about tweets. So, yeah. I think our is only one more. What oh, what's, I didn't what's think of that. Fuck you, Eddie. Gonna be like? Thank you, what was that? <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Our. <laughs> <laughs> what's your podcast like? It's a sketch sketch podcast. It's all sketch. How long is it really called? The Flabbergast. It's about a half an hour. Yeah, that's amazing. Hour. And you have to, Eddie. You have to, you have to tell people what happened to the guy that fell out of the tree because oh, yeah. we left yes. him hanging. My parting shot is that. I am on a lot of other podcasts. No, my oh party my shot. <laughs> no, you have you have a lot of other podcasts, that was right? Bad. <laughs> my party shot is that the person who fell out of the tree when I saw in that Queens. guy, yes, in fucking Queens. <laughs> when I saw that guy fall out of the tree, I thought broken back, broken, broken neck. neck, head came off. And by the way, I never mentioned this. The landlady. Um, uh, a Greek woman just started running around in a circle, screaming around him. We like, invented democracy. <laughs> Great bleeps. Yes, our our currency may 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 completely get fucked in the future. In the future, <laughs> in the future, because that was many years ago. <laughs> the austerity measures suck, but the, anyway. But she's running around. This guy screaming. It was so fucked up. But I saw the guy walking, like 
two, three weeks later with like a cast on. I was like, holy fucking shit. How is this guy? He looks like he just broke an arm or something. The human body is very resilient. It's, it was amazing to yeah. me that he was okay. The human body is very resilient, as is the human spirit. I think that's what we learned today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Paul, for being here. Well, yes, thank you, Check out Paul's podcast. It's called The Mental Illness Happy Hour. It's available at mentalpod.com. That's and my it's podcast. also on, on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise Imagine me. Imagine if I said every podcast was mine. <laughs> uh, would not surprise me. Um, all right. Well, this has been The Long Shot. We'll see you next time on The Long Shot, which is this. And also <laughs> other podcasts. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> For past and future episodes of The Long Shot Podcast, join us online at thelongshotpodcast.com. Podcast.